Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Ram Goldar, and today we're Masechus Psachim Daf Kuf Yodches, the tenth parak Arve Psachim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Brisa Ravi Gomer is a Halal, but Omer Halal Gadol. Over the fourth cup, one completes the Halal and recites the Great Halal. These are the words of Rabbi Tarfan, and there are those that say he recites Hashem Roi Lo Echsa. He recites Psalm twenty-three: Hashem is my shepherd, I shall not lack. The Gemara asks why it's called Halal Gadol. Rabbi Yochanan said, Because this psalm relates to the Kishbar who dwells in the heights of the universe and distributes food to every creature. The Pasuk states, He provides nourishment to all flesh. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, What do the 26 reasons to give thanks in Hodu correspond to? They correspond to the 26 generations of humanity that Kish Baruch Hu created in this world. And he did not give them the Torah. And he nonetheless sustained them through his kindness. Point number two, Rabbi Yochan makes two statements which he proves from Psukim about the difficulty that providing food for people involves. A man's food is twice as difficult as that which is endured by a woman in childbirth. A man's food is more difficult than the redemption. And Roshivsi, in the name of Rebbe Lazar Azari, makes a third Russia. A man's food is as difficult as the splitting of Yamsu. Roshmam explains that when a Kashbaraku provides food for someone, he's performing a miracle for that individual that is as great as the miracle of the splitting of the sea, and therefore one must oven for food. And point number three, the Duff contains numerous drushes of Psukim in Tehillim. Among these is the following quote from Avinasan. The Emes Hashem Olam, Dagim Shibayam Amaru, and the truth of Hashem is eternal, was said by the fish in the sea. This is based on Rabbi Baramari, who said that when the Jews emerged from the Yamsuf, after a split for them, they rebelled by saying, Just as we're emerging from this side, so the Mitzrim are emerging from the other side. Whereupon Hashem commanded the sea to spit out the Egyptians' corpses. The sea complained, Rabban Shalom, Kum Matana, Master of the Universe, is there a slave whose master gives him a gift and then takes it back from him? Rashbam explains that the corpses were a gift to the sea because the fish would eat them. Akash Baruch assured the sea that he would give it back one and a half times their amount, and the Kishon Brook would be his guarantor. The sea then spit out the Egyptian corpses, as the Pasuk states, and Yisrael saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. So when the debt was repaid through the Kishon Brook swung 900 chariots, under Sisera's command, the fish proclaimed, the Emes Hashem Olam, and the truth of Hashem is eternal. So once again, the three points are number one, it was taught in a brace of Revi, Gomer Sahalel, the Omer Halal Hagado. Over the fourth cup, one completes the Halal and recites the great Halal. These are the words of Rabbi Tarfon, and there are those that say, he recites Hashem Roi Lo Exor. He recites Psalm 23, Hashem is my shepherd, I shall not lack. The Gemara asks, why it's called Halal Hagado? Rabbi Yochanan said, because this psalm relates that Gosh Baruch Hu dwells in the heights of the universe and distributes food to every creature. The Pasuk referred to states, He provides nourishment to all flesh. Rabbi Shubin Levi said, What do the 26 reasons to give thanks in Hodu correspond to? They correspond to the 26 generations of humanity that Akush Baruch Hu created in his world, and he didn't give them the Torah, and he nonetheless sustained them through his kindness. Point number two, Yochan makes two statements, which he proves from Sukim, about the difficulty that providing food for people involved. A man's food is twice as difficult as that which is endured by a woman in childbirth. A man's food 
is more difficult than the redemption, Rav Shizvi, in the name of Rav Elazim and Azari, makes a third Russia. A man's food, a man's food is as difficult as the splitting of the yamsuf. The Rosh Bam explains that when a Kosh Baruch provides food for someone, he's performing a miracle for that individual that is as great as the miracle of the splitting of the sea, and therefore, one must daven for food. And point number three, the daf contains numerous drushes of psukim into ilam. Among these is the following quote from Rabbi Nasan: The emes Hashem olam, dagim shibiyam amaruhu. And the truth of Hashem is eternal was said by the fish in the sea. Now, this is based on Rabbi Barmari, who said that when the Jews emerged from the Yamsuf after it split for them, they rebelled by saying, Just as we are emerging from this side, so are the Mitzrim emerging from the other side. Whereupon Hashem commanded the sea to spit out the Egyptians' corpses. The sea complained, Master of the universe, is there a slave whose master gives him a gift and then takes it back from him? Rashbam explains that the corpses were a gift to the sea because the fish would eat them. Hashem assured the sea that he would give it back one and a half times their amount, and the Kishim brook would be his guarantor. The sea then spit out the Egyptian corpses, as the Pasuk says, And Yisrael saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When the debt was repaid through the Kishim brook swallowing the 900 chariots, under Sisera's command, the fish proclaimed, The Emes Hashem Olam. And the truth of Hashem is eternal. All right, so now we got our Simber Duff Kofiyot and our standard simon is Kichol. Kichol. So here goes. A great Hallel was recited as 26 mega-sized Kichols descended from the heights of the universe upon people being redeemed as they crossed through the sea, as well upon schools of fish who enjoyed this tasty reward. Once again in slow motion. A great Hallel was recited as 26 mega-sized Kichols. Mega-sized Kichols? That must be more on Kuf Ches. A great hollow was recited as 26 mega-sized kichels descended from the heights of the universe, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa. Ravi Gomer is a hollow, Omra Halal over the fourth cup. One completes the hollow and recites the great hollow. These are the words of Rabbi Tarfon. There are those that say he recites Hashem Roi Lulechzar. He recites Psalm 23, Hashem is my shepherd, I shall not lack. The Gemara asks, why is it called Halal Gadol? Rabbi Yochanan said, because this psalm relates to the Kishbar who dwells in the heights of the universe and distributes food to every creature. As it says, Nosen Lechem Basar. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, what do the 26 reasons to give thanks in Hodu respond to? They correspond to the 26 generations of humanity that Akash Baruch created in his world, and he didn't give them the Torah, and he nonetheless sustained them through his kindness. So a great hollow was recited as 26 mega-sized kichols descended from the heights of the universe upon people being redeemed as they crossed through the sea, which reminds us that more brings a number of statements based on psukim about the difficulty that providing food for people involves. A man's food is twice as that which is endured by a woman in childbirth. It's more difficult than the Geula and more difficult than Kriyas Yamsuf. So a great hollow was recited as 26 mega-sized kichols descended from the heights of the universe upon people being redeemed as they crossed through a sea, as well upon schools of fish who enjoyed this tasty reward. Which reminds us, Rabbi Nassim said, And the truth of Hashem is eternal, was said by the fish in the sea. And this is based on Rabbi Barmari, who said that when the Jews emerged from the Yamsuf, after it split for them, they rebelled by saying, just as we're emerging from this side, so are the Mitzrim emerging from the other side. Whereupon, Hashem commanded the sea to spit out the Egyptian corpses. The sea complained, Master of the universe, is there a slave whose master gives him a gift and then takes it back from him? Rashbam explains that the corpses were a gift to the sea because the fish would eat them. Hashem assured the sea that he would give it back one and a half times their amount, and the Kishon Brook would be his guarantor. The sea then spit out the Egyptian corpses, as the Pasuk states, And Yisrael saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. 
When the debt was repaid to the Kishon Brook swallowing the 900 chariots under Sisra's command, the fish proclaimed, the Emes Hashem Olam, and the truth of Hashem is eternal. So once again, a great hollow was recited as 26 mega-sized kechels descended from the heights of the universe upon people being redeemed as they crossed through a sea, as well upon schools of fish who enjoyed this tasty reward. All right, now it's time to go to our four-block back Chazara. Daf Kuf Yadal. So the symbol of Kuf is a kiddie amusement park. So here goes. The mock Seder at the Kitty Amusement Park. Kitty Amusement Park? That must be run Duff. Kufya Dalad. The mock Seder at the Kitty Amusement Park got out of hand when some children started fighting over which bracha to say first at Kiddush. Which reminds Beishamay says that one says the bracha on the day Kiddush first, and then he says the bracha on the wine. Whereas Basila says he says the bracha on the wine first at Kiddush, and then he says the bracha on the day. Abrice explains that Beishamay and Beisil each have two reasons for the position. Beishamay say Kiddush comes first because the day causes the wine to come. Rashbam explains that it's only because it's Yantav that wine is being drunk before the meal and the day was already sanctified before the wine came to the table. Basil say the Borei Priya Govan comes first because the wine causes Kiddush to be said. Rashbam explains that one cannot say Kiddush without either wine or bread. And also, Birchaz Yain Tadir, Birchaz Yom Eina Tadir, Tadir Vishenu Tadir, Tadir Kodam. Alternatively, the brach over wine is frequent and the brach over the day is not frequent. And the rule is in a case of a frequent thing and an infrequent thing, the frequent thing comes first. So the mock seder at the Kitty Amusement Park got out of hand when some children started fighting over which bracha to say first at Kiddush, while others wouldn't stop dipping. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses why the mission requires lettuce to be brought from Maror if lettuce was already eaten for Karpas and why we do not say that the mitzvah of Maror was already fulfilled then. Reish Lakish says, Zoso Meris Mitzvot Srichus Kavana. This teaches that mitzvahs need kavana, meaning it's because the lettuce eaten as karpas was not eaten with intent to fulfill the mitzvah maror that the mitzvah was not fulfilled, and lettuce must be eaten again specifically as maror. The Gemara dismisses this proof by suggesting a different explanation for lettuce being eaten a second time after the mitzvah maror was fulfilled during karpas. So that there will be a distinguishing factor for the children. The Rishbam explains that eating lettuce a second time will provoke children to ask questions, as it's unusual to eat vegetables twice during a meal. So the mock seder at the Kitty Amusement Park got out of hand when some children started fighting over which bracha to say first at Kiddush, while others wouldn't stop dipping, splashing water all over too. Cook foods, which reminds us the Gemara elaborates on the Mishnah statement that Shnei Tavshilin are brought. My Shnei Tavshilin, what constitutes two cooked items? Among the opinions the Gemara cites is that of Rav Yosef, who says, "Sarich Shnei Mine Basar Echod Zechel Pesach VeEchod Zechel Chagiga." One must have two types of meat. One is a commemoration of the carbon Pesach, and another as a commemoration of the carbon Chagiga. And the Rashbam explains that this is the Chagiga that was brought together with the carbon Pesach. The other views accept that Shnei Tavshun commemorate these two Karbanas, but argue that foods other than meat also achieve this. Daf Kuftazvav. So the similar Kuftazvav is a Katoris maker. So here goes. The Katoris maker, who had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his matzah and maror separately, was aghast when he saw the one leading the Seder swallow them whole after the table had been removed from in front of him. Once again, it's Lamotion. The Katoris maker, Katoris maker, that must mean one Daf Kuftazvav. The Katoris maker, who had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his matzah and maror separately, which reminds us that the Gemara says a man should not wrap matzah and maror together and eat them because we hold that matzah is a mitzvah the raisa, even nowadays, and maror is a mitzvah the rabbana nowadays, in the absence of the karm pesach. So if they're eaten together, the maror the rabbana will come and nullify the matzah the raisa, and the Rashbam explains that the taste of the matzah will be nullified, and the Gemara explains that even the manda amar, 
who generally holds that mitzvahs ain't mevatel zo a zo, mitzvahs do not nullify each other, agrees that a mitzvah the Rabbanan does nullify a mitzvah the Raisa. The Rishmam explains that the argument to say that the two mitzvah foods generally do not nullify each other is that they are similar to each other in that they are both eaten in fulfillment of similar mitzvahs. This isn't the case where one food is eaten for a mitzvah the Raisa and the other for a mitzvah the Rabbanan. And the Gemara identifies the Mandamar who holds mitzvahs ain't mevatel zo a zo as Hillel, who would eat the carbon Pesach Matzah Amaro together. The Gemara concludes that because the Rabbanan argued with Hillel, and it was not stated whom the Halakha follows, Matzah Amaro should be eaten separately with brachos, and then together without brachos, Zechul Mikdash Kehillo, as a commemoration of the base of Mikdash, according to Hillel. So the Ketoris maker, who had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his Matzah Amaro separately, was aghast when he saw the one leading the Seder swallow them whole, which reminds us that the Rav says, Bala Matzah Yatzah, Bala Yatzah. If one swallowed Matzah, he fulfilled the mitzvah, but if one swallowed Maror, he did not fulfill the mitzvah. The Shmam explains that the Gemara refers to swallowing Matzah and Maror whole without chewing them. Eating this way is acceptable for the mitzvah matzah, which must be simply be eaten, but not the mitzvah mar, whose bitter taste must be sensed to commemorate bimaru as chayem, and they embitter their lives. If he wrapped them in baths, Matilda that grows around a palm tree and swallowed them whole, he didn't even fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. And Rashmam explains that neither the matzah nor the mar are considered to have been in the person's mouth, and his swallowing them is no more than an act of eating than throwing a stone into a bag is. So the Gatoris maker had an exceptional sense of smell and taste, and made sure to savor his matzah mar separately, was aghast when he saw the one leading the Seder swallow them whole, after the table had been removed in front of him. Which reminds the reason to remove the table that was in front of the person who would lead the Seder and say the Haggadah is Kadeshi Akiroti no Kazi so the children will notice and ask about the unusual behavior. The Rishmam notes that nowadays when everyone sits together at one large table and it would be impractical to remove it, we simply move away the Seder plate containing the Matzah Maror and the two cooked items. And the Gemara tells at the time of I saw the table being removed from in front of Rabbah and said, We didn't eat yet and they're coming to remove the table from before us. And Rabbah told them, Manishtana, you exempted us from saying Manishtana. The Rishmam explains that the requirement that someone ask about the different things done in the Seder was fulfilled through Abai's question. Daf Kuftazain, so the similar Kuftazain is a barber giving haircuts. So here goes. The barber, the barber, that must be wrong, Daf Kuftazain. The barber told his wife who asked him four questions, which reminds the next mission states that they mixed and poured for him a second cup of wine, the Khan of Ben Shol Aviv, and here the son asks his father. Rashbam explains that the son asks why the father is pouring a second cup of wine before eating, to which the father answers with Avadimayinu, we were slaves of Bar Mitzrayim. According to the Rashbam, there is no need to recite the Manishtana since the question was asked. The mission continues, and if the son doesn't have sufficient understanding, the father teaches him to ask Manishtana. And then it was taught in Brice, if the son's a Chacham, then he asks. If he's not, his wife asks. And if his wife doesn't ask, who shall Atzmu? Then he asks them to himself, And even two Tomei Chachamim, or proficient in Hilchas HaPesach, must ask one another. So the barber told his wife, who asked the four questions, that originally the Jews had a long, straggly hair mitzrayim, but left with their hair washed, styled, and cut. Which reminds us, the Mishnah state of Maschel Begnus, Masayim B'Sheva, the father begins Sipar Yitzin Sitzrayim with B'nai Yisrael's disgrace, and he concludes with B'nai Yisrael's glory. And the Gemara asks, what is the Gnus? So Rav said, We recite originally our answers were idol worshippers, and Shmuel said, We recite, we are slaves to Paro Mitzrayim. And the Shavuot would be understood to be the reverse image of their interpretations of Gnus. According to Rav, the Shavuot would refer to our coming close to Kosh Baruch service, whereas according to Shmuel, would refer to proclaiming all the miracles and wonders that brought about our deliverance. And the Haggadah contains both interpretations. So the barber told his wife, who asked the four questions, that originally the Jews had a long, straggly hair mitzrayim, but left with the hair washed, styled, and cut, while he lifted the matzahs high. 
up in the air. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Ramon Gamliel would say, Whoever didn't say these three things on Pesach night has not fulfilled his chiyuv. Rashbam says that this refers to explaining the reasons for these three mitzvahs. And the Rambam says that the chiyuv Ramon Gamliel was referring to is the mitzvah of Sipur, Yitzim Sitzrayim. Rava said one must lift up the matzah to show it to the others when reciting the mitzvah for eating matzah, and one must lift up the maror and do the same, but basur ain't sarachach bio. However, one need not lift up the meat when explaining the mitzvah of Pesach, and not only is it not required to raise the meat, but if one would do so, it would give the appearance of eating kachim that was shechted outside the base of Migdash. So the simran is a gabai with a lot of keys. So here goes. The gabai who uses many keys, gabai using keys, that must be run daf kufyuzayin. The Gabai, who uses many keys to guide the Kehillah in the reciting of Hallel, as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, which reminds us, is regarding the origins of Hallel that we say in the Yom Tovim. Rabbi Yossi said his son Elazar says that Moshe Ben Israel recited it when they ascended from the Yamsuf, but his colleagues disagree and say that David and Malk recited Hallel in response to his personal experiences. He said Elazar's words more logical than theirs, because is it possible that during all the years from Yitzhak Yitzhak until David and Melch's time, the Jewish people shechted their Pesachs and took their Lulavim and didn't recite Hallel? And also, is it logical that Micha's idol is standing in Bechi, and the Jewish people instituted reciting the Hallel? Rashi explains that Bechi is the place where the idol stood during David and Melch's reign. So the Gabbai, he uses many keys to guide the Kehillah and the reciting of Hallel as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his why did the chicken cross the street joke? Which reminds us, Abrice explains the distinction between two slightly different phrases that commonly introduce chapters of Tehillim. The David Mizmor, meaning for David, a song teaches that the Shekhinah rested on David Amalek and then he sang the song. Whereas Mizmor of David, meaning a song for David, teaches that David Amalek said the song and then the Shekhinah rested on him. From here and another Pasuk that more brings, we learn that the Shekhinah only rests on a person who talks about Simcha Shal Mitzvah, amidst the joy associated with the Mitzvah. Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav Dvar Halacha, so it is for words of Halacha, that is, in the teaching of Torah, joy is an important tool. And the Gemara illustrates this with Rabbah, who used to open up his Shi'urim with the Milsa Dibiduchusa, a humorous thing, and the Talmudim would laugh. But afterwards he would sit in trepidation, and then begin his teachings. Rav Nachman said, and so it is for a good dream, meaning if one wishes to have pleasant dreams, you should go to sleep in a happy state of mind. So the Gabai, who uses many keys to God the Kehillah in the reciting of Hallel, as they reenacted the crossing of the Yamsuf, was distracted because he was rehearsing in his mind his why did the chicken cross the street joke that he was going to give to begin his shir on the bracha of Avos. Which reminds us, the Gemara cites the source of the bracha of Avos. Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, the Torah states, Hashem said to Avram, I'll make you a great nation. This is the passage that teaches that we say the God of Avram in the first bracha of the Shemun Esrei. And I'll bless you is the source for saying the God of Yitzchak. And I'll make your name great. This is the source for saying El Yaakov, the God of Yaakov. It could be thought that we conclude the bracha with the mention of all of them. The Torah therefore teaches, and you, referring to Avram, shall be a bracha, which implies We conclude the bracha with you, and we do not conclude it with all three of them. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus. Three bonus questions from Masechus Baruch Hashem's in Erevan. Number one. Which stuff to go in the Shekhinah is only sure mitok dvar simchashal mitzvah, the joy associated to doing a mitzvah. That's on Dav. Kuf Yud Zayin. Good. Number two. Which stuff to go in the sea was given a reward of one and a half times for spitting the mitzvah out onto the seashore so B'nai Yisrael could see that the mitzvah were dead. That's on Dav. Kuf Yud Ches. Good. Number three. Which stuff to go in the Shekhinah is considered maschil b'ganus. That's on Dav. 
Kuftazain. Good number four. Which stuff do you want? The providing sustenance for someone is harder than bringing the redemption and Kriyasem. So that's on Dov. Kufiyot Ches. Good number five. Which stuff do you want? Regarding the origins of Hallel, whether Moshe and Bnei Yisrael recited it while ascending from Yansuf, or it comes from David and Melch. That's on Dov. Kufiyot Zain. Good. Number six. Which stuff do we have Malkos Beisham Beisol regarding which comes first at Kiddush, the bracha on the Yom or the Yayin? That's on Duff. Kifiyadal. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have the Matzah and the Maror is lifted, but the meat is not? That's on Duff. Kuftazain. Good number eight. Which stuff do we have the 26 Pukim of Hodu correspond to the 26 generations before Kabbalah's Torah that Akash Baruch fed the Bria through kindness? That's on Duff. Good number nine. Which of you the son is not intelligent enough to ask Manishtana? The wife asks, or the person asks himself. That's on Duff. Good number ten. Which of you the Matzah and Mar should not be eaten together because Ein Mitzvah's Mavatu Zo Zo? That's on Duff. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which of you the one should dub in the midst of Simcha Shal Mitzvah? That's on Duff. Well, an from is good. Number two. Which stuff when the one can wear tefillin late on Arab Shabbos? That's on Duff. Yud Beis and Shabbos. Good. And number three. Which stuff do we discuss? Mars and Machpelah. That's on Duff. Nun Gimel and Erevin. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ramgold. Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.